welcome back to season two of the Uncaused Cause podcast. I am Troy Dempsey, and my friend Carl Frazano is next to me. Say hello, Carl. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Can you believe season two, all 22 listeners are, have been on the edge of their seats for well, months? Let's not exaggerate. <laughs> <laughs> it's been our parents. <laughs> Hi, Mom. And the church secretary. <laughs> and she, she she uses it to fall asleep. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that, that all counts. Um, so if you haven't joined us for season one, um, kudos to you. But uh, as a recap, this is not a debate, but more of a discussion between two friends with one agnostic and, and one a, I guess, theist in a very general sense. And kind of just discuss with an open mind the arguments for each position and, and the values of those arguments and whether they stand up and what makes the most sense. Pretty much I just yes you. And then in the back of my head, I think that you're completely wrong and I'm right. Well, um, we all do that. Yeah. <laughs> but this week is actually kind of cool. It's it's a little bit of a, of, I wouldn't say a recap. It's stuff that we talked about the last season, but this one's a little bit more direct um, and we're pinpointing kind of the misconceptions of those that claim or identify as being atheist and those that claim and identify themselves as being agnostic, such as myself, which there are some blurred lines. And like a lot of things, people will say they're one thing, but they kind of, for whatever reason, actually lean towards something else. The way we were talking about before we started doing this kind of remind me of when people, the new thing nowadays is to say, I'm libertarian. A lot of my friends have said that recently, and yet they will... They lean very, very much towards one side, and it's like that's not what being libertarian is. You can't be a heavy democratic libertarian or a heavy conservative. That's not how that works. Yeah. And I think a lot of people do that with atheism or and or um, claiming to be agnostic. So we're kind of going to go over those misconceptions and just explain what our conceptions are of both and yeah. see if we can he- help uh, – Kind of clear the air on those. I mean, whatever you believe, you believe. I mean, that's I can't argue with you about what you believe, but we can. You might be using the wrong definitions, right? For what correct, you believe. Yeah. So, in very general sense, you know, atheism is a person that takes the stance that uh, there is no God mm-hmm. uh, for absolute certainty, and then an agnostic literally means ah, as in uh, <laughs> <laughs> The Christmas eggnog is kicked in. <laughs> it basically means you can't know. Uh, that's right. what agnostic means, that, that it's unknowable. Uh, so you take the stance that uh, God may or may not be true, and I can't know whether he is or whether he is not true. And then, of course, a theist is, in a very general sense, as someone that believes that God ex- exists. And there can be different ways that God exists, but uh, what they're uh, position is is that God does exist, and different theists have different definitions of what that God is like, or whatever. But that's what they all agree on. So that's the position which a Christian and a Muslim would completely agree, because they they would define God differently. Right. But <clears throat> that's what they believe. So agnosticism is really the point where it becomes more hairy as to what that means, because that tends to become a more all-encompassing position and i think that it really comes down to what your decision has been if you have not decided then you have to ask yourself okay is that agnostic or is that something else right because you could i could make the argument that that's really more of like a seeker 
someone that's seeking the truth. They haven't really decided one way or the other, but their intention is to decide and they're trying to seek out the truth. I would say that would be different than an agnostic who is someone that has decided, in my opinion, someone that has decided that it's unknowable. I essentially give up. My position is that I can't ever know. Right. Which, of course, I have problems with. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I, and, and yeah, you pretty much nailed it on the head on that as far as at least what people's conception or, or I should say the de- that definition should be. I agree with that definition like 90%. Not that I disagree that you're wrong about the definition, but that's not how I feel. So I could be, you know, possibly if we were to put labels on it, something else and not fully agnostic because I would like to seek the truth, mm-hmm. quote unquote truth. You know, I'm not giving up saying, eh, right. well, it's, it's it's neither nor and I don't care. I'm not that. I think yeah. there's definitely a, a higher power, a higher something, something greater than us. I shouldn't say higher power, something greater than us. But I also, if we were to put labels on it, could be something different. So it's yeah. kind of like, a, it's kind of a easier well, term just to explain to I people. I guess I'm kind of splitting hairs too. Yeah. And maybe another way to put it is just that uh, a difference between an open-minded and closed-minded person on that belief like you can be an atheist and be open-minded and listen to other and you know if you hear a convincing argument you change your mind but then you might be an atheist that doesn't matter if you sit next to jesus himself and he changes your drink into wine i don't care i'm right I, right i don't believe you exist even though i'm shaking your hand you could be that closed-minded and the same thing for each theist you could <laughs> have God's dead corpse or something, and, 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 and you know God is dead; He doesn't exist. And a theist would still argue with you if he's closed-minded. Like, um, nope, I found my keys this morning. It's a miracle. That's God. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So I, I think it's important uh, to be open-minded because just in the like, I mean, I I feel very convinced of what I believe, mm-hmm. but I also feel like you know if you can legitimately proved to me in a reasonable logical way that i'm wrong then i have to like truth is what truth is and if you can present that truth and it's the opposite of what i understood it to be and i was wrong then i should be man enough to say i was wrong perhaps this is right but that's- like aliens are real and you've i've showed you so much proof on all those documentaries i saw on sci-fi and you're still not convinced I know I'm pretty sure that uh, you're just using that as a reason that you roofied me. And uh, <laughs> listen, I'm telling you that Bob Lazarus documentary is so kooky. That. It's yes. it's kooky, man. I'm telling you, but stuff like that that we're in an age of information and misinformation, probably in the grandest sense that I've ever witnessed in my lifetime at the ripe age of 36. So these type of discussions are good because we actually have put together a small list of misconceptions of both atheism and or being agnostic misconceptions that people like yourself may have, or even me who claim to have that title. I'm like, well, maybe that's not fully what I, you know, so we put together a small little list and I thought we could kind of just go through some of them or if not all of them and knock them out and see like our stance on them. So, so I, before we start, I would like to say that I think it's important to the, the difference between this, like you can have a belief and we, I may not be able to prove that it's true or untrue or whatever, but a misconception is really more of something that is fundamentally wrong logically or untrue. Those 
are what I'm hoping to deal more with, but we can also deal with questions as well. Yeah. Uh, and also, I would, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, the also misconceptions about this is that people automatically think that when you're, and we said this before, if you're speaking about spirituality or God, people, most people automatically go to um, a stance or an, or an opposition to Christianity or they automatically make it religious. My stance isn't based on organized religion necessarily or Christianity for that matter. I, I know that you identify as a Christian, I guess, but um, a lot of people, when they get in discussions about spirituality, they don't set, they automatically think religion and they, for some reason, have the hundreds of other religions in the world, they automatically have a stance or opposition to Christianity. That's personally not what I'm speaking about when I say that. So uh, I know we're going to touch bases on religions and our answers and questions, but. Well, that's the secondary question, right? The first yeah. question is, does God exist? And then the second question is, okay, if he does exist, then what is he like? And that's where the different religions come in that you have to choose from all these different things. But you first have to answer, does he even exist? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people try to answer the first question by proving the second one is wrong, which doesn't make any sense. Right. You can't prove that God doesn't exist because of what this religion says or what that religion says. First, you have to prove fundamentally whether God can exist. And then you can answer because there may be a thousand different religions out there and all of them are wrong or one or two are right or whatever. Yeah. Um, so just because you found some that are ridiculous doesn't mean they all are. That's a fallacy of generalization, right? I do have my flying spaghetti monster card that I signed up for and got off of Amazon. I actually, have you seen that, that website? There's a guy who's the, oh, the flying spaghetti monster. I, mean, I know the argument and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we definitely need an entire show based on that guy, if you don't mind, <laughs> after this. So let's start with the first one. Speaking of, we'll piggyback off of the religions. One of the misconceptions of being agnostic about Christianity, or if you're an atheist, is that those two sides will generally say, again, possible misconception, that all religions are the same. I think we kind of already answered that. They're not all the same. And I don't think it's fair to say that even I mean, I guess the end game is the same for most of them, if not all of them. But the culture and the creeds and all that is, a lot of them are different. If you were to look at Christianity and all the subcategories like Protestant, Catholic, Methodist, Baptist, and all that, sure, there's tons of similarities. And to me, I think the end game is the same. You all believe in t basically the same thing. But I think it's kind of, if you're an atheist or agnostic, to say about Christianity that, well, I disregard this because they're all the same and I don't believe in any of it. I personally think that's really not the way to go about it. There's a lot of beauty and positivity in many religions, in including Christianity, that I think disregarding one, like you said before, and disregarding all of them is not really the way to go about it. And I I, I agree with you. I, I think, well, are all of them bogus and rubbish? Or is there one that's the reigning one that's correct? And the rest of them are just, I don't want to say fallacy, but crap. So I don't think that's true. I think we kind of answered that with you already. All religions are the same. No, obviously not. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, no, these arguments that you usually hear are that, you know, there's like 4,000, 5,000, 10,000 different religions out there. How can you be convinced that yours is the right one or that aren't they all really the same thing? Yeah, there, there could be gr groups that are similar. Like you can have the Eastern religions, the New Age schools of thought, the Abrahamic religions. But yeah, you really get down to it in that 
all of them can be kind of grouped into maybe five major categories and everything else is kind of an offshoot or right of one of those categories. It's not as confusing as people would make it out to be that even the guy from Papua New Guinea, that's all part of tribal religions. Uh, like the Easter Island people, that type of thing. Yeah, there's, yeah. and they're not all equal in, in the sense that um, some don't even try to present themselves as this is the absolute truth, and some do. Some, it's not meant to be anything more than mythological type of things. Right. Or just a tradition that our tribe has or something like that. Um, there's some that don't claim to be God and others that claim to be God. There's actually not that many that have the Messiah type of figure where that person, like usually it's a, a prophet or something like that. Uh, so there are uniquenesses that we don't realize our uniquenesses about different religions, but you have, you can't look at, you know, all, you know, 10,000 different religions out there. And what does, you know, this tribe in Papua New Guinea off the snake river think about God, but you can look at the different groups and the types of uh, major thoughts about God and figure out what makes the most sense logically. Speaking of logic, the next argument, or I should say stance misconception is that science has all the answers. My quick take on it is that's clearly not true. The fantastic thing about science is that, you know, math and equations and, and, and scientific proof, a lot of it doesn't lie. It's pretty absolute. One plus one is two. There's no way around right. that. What we breathe is oxygen. There's no way around that. Like that's, that's a science. But to say that it has all the answers, I mean, I automatically think just from what life is handed, that's just not true. Scientists, quote unquote, scientists and also once said the earth is flat. I know bozos still believe that now, but... They said the earth was flat. At one point, they said cigarettes weren't bad. I've heard people, including, you know, I'm dealing with this now, where people said, oh, you can't get pregnant, you can't conceive, and then out of nowhere, something happens. Now, either there was a miscalculation in science, quote unquote, or something miraculous happened, whatever the heck you want to call it. Science is not an absolute, and I don't think, I think the misconception is all the people that think, those that believe in science think that science is absolute. I know a few people who are atheists. And they believe in science, but they even will admit that it's not an absolute, but it's closer to what they feel or are comfortable with explaining things and how they work. Right. Because science is always changing, which right. is great. It's getting closer and closer to an absolute answer and an absolute truth. But to say that science has all the answers right now, no. Right. Will it maybe down the line? Possibly. See, I would even debate that down the line that science won't have all the answers because then essentially you're saying that you have become God and that you know everything and you have all the answers. Is that possible? No. So can, therefore, can you not science, have all the answers and not be God? Can it just be that you simply no, have all I the mean, answers? No, I mean, if you have all the answers, if you know everything, then, I mean, you're essentially have infinite knowledge. Okay. So that way you're making out yourself or science to be God and it's illogical that way. So it's, it's impossible for, for science to have all the answers. And then you also have the, the bigger problem that I think comes up with this idea of uh, physicalism, which is that nothing exists outside of the physical world that we can touch, feel, smell. If it's not part of our five senses, then it doesn't exist, right? Right. And that you can understand why people might feel that way, but there's also things that you can argue that are part of our physical world and even if everything we talk and experience about is part of the physical world, that doesn't 
exclude the possibility of a non-physical world existing. If we only live in a physical world, then that's all that we would know, right? Um, yeah. Like to an ant, their world is very well defined and they understand all the things that they, but, and you'd ask them about the Eiffel Tower or something and they wouldn't have any idea what you're talking about. Because right. <laughs> they're ants, you know, they, yeah. you don't know what you don't know. I don't know if that's explaining it well, but physicalism is a self-defeating argument, logically speaking. So we're on on the topic of of science has all all the answers. That kind of goes into the physicality because that's another point. So we're kind of clear that science, I personally don't believe, nor what your stance is. I think it's just kind of common sense that science does not have all the answers. I think that's the misconception. A lot of people think that if you're atheist or agnostic that you believe that. And I don't think that's true. I don't think everyone who's atheist or agnostic believes that science has all the answers. I think there's people who believe that, and it's science, 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 and that's it. There's no argument with them. Despite science being wrong many, many, many times over, what's great about it is its progression. As far as the, the, the next bullet point of physicalism, people are like, well, if I don't see God and can't touch it, can't touch then it's not real. He's not real. It's not real whatsoever. And yeah, to kind of piggyback... That's self-defeating because you have things called faith, okay? We talked about this before. You can't necessarily see faith. If you have faith in your significant other that they won't do bad things or just faith in them that the marriage is going to work or your partnership will work, you can't touch it. It's a feeling. So just because you don't necessarily, quote, unquote, see a God or a positive force or this, that, and the other, that's kind of silly to disregard it simply because you can't, that whole argument of, well, if I can't see it, I don't believe in it. That's just, I just think that's ridiculous. There's a tons of things that we don't know about yet in 2019 as a race, as science, as our world, life, everything. That just because we don't know it now doesn't mean that we're not going to find out more about it later. So just because we don't know it now, does it not make it true? So the, my argument is that if you, that if you're on that side of things of, well, I don't believe in Christianity or God or anything else because I can't see it and I can't touch it. I think that's weak sauce because there's plenty of stuff that you can feel and identify with, you know, the love for your parents or something. You can't necessarily see that either, but that's a thing. I think yeah. it's true. So I, I personally think that argument's bogus, but yeah, you were, you were talking about the, the science of the physicality, how it's a kind of a self-defeating argument. Yeah. So it doesn't stand up a, a, under its own argument. Let me see if I can explain that. So like if you're, if you believe that only things that exist can be proven by science. Mm-hmm. You would have to prove that by science. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, you can't really prove that by science. <laughs> right. Mean, yeah. Well, so I mean, not yet. It's possible that everything exists. That exists. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, in the year 2049, have you not seen Blade Runner? <laughs> no, but it's but it's it's putting it an absolute. And like I said, that's a misconception. Yeah. I know people who who don't believe that, and they will consider themselves atheist or agnostic, that they have more faith, quote-unquote, in science because it's more of an absolute to them. Yeah. I mean, it's an, it's not just them. There's there's science that's just an, it's an absolute. But there are people that are like, no, I have no budging room. Like, science is it. Yeah, it's been wrong, but it's also something that I can touch, see, and figure out where I can't see, touch, and figure out God, which my argument, of course, is that there's just some things that, that's in the physical world. Yeah. That you can connect to and believe in like faith and love and all that and hope and happiness that you can't necessarily touch, but I think it's real. So, or I know it's real, but no, you're absolutely right. It's kind of piggyback off the physicalism that you were just saying is that one of the arguments is that there's a lack of physical evidence in the evidence, quote unquote, which you kind of already explained a little bit too. And yeah, just to kind of put a little bit more on that is you're right. My stance on it is just because I don't have the answers now whether it's science or experience or whatever, 
we, myself, you, someone else may have an answer or at least evidence or a little bit more proof later on down the line. People, like I said, back in the day, people thought the earth was flat. People thought certain things weren't bad for you. And, and then we find out because of science that, oh crap, they were not correct. So the lack of physical evidence is evidence. I don't think that's really a great argument either. So, Yeah. And it is something that is common with certain agnostics or whatever that they say, well, the reason I can't believe anything is because I don't have any physical evidence for that. Well, that's not a reason to say that something doesn't exist. Like you, you can have a hypothesis, and if the hypothesis is proven to be true, then you know something is true. And if the hypothesis is not proven to be true, then it could both be true or not true. You don't know. That's the whole point. It doesn't mean that because you can't haven't proven it yet doesn't mean that it's not true. Scientifically, if something is unprovable in nature then you'd have to question whether it's even part of the scientific process. If you ha- if you can't make a hypothesis that can be proven or disproven, then you you have to question whether that's even real science. The problem with that is <laughs> you can't prove that the universe is infinite, which all scientists, I mean, practically agree that the universe is infinite, but they can't prove that with a hypothesis, so they're breaking their own uh um, right. scientific method but the point of it is that it's like Scherner's cat like it is both true and untrue until you're able to find out the truth and open the box right and agnosticism is you can't rest in the uncertainty because the uncertainty itself is not an answer does that make sense so you can't say I'm uncertain you can say you're certain uncertain excuse me but you can't use that as a position. It's not an answer. It's a status, right? So if someone asks me a question, an answer to a mathematical equation, and I don't know the answer, is that wrong? I mean, if I no, really it's not don't, an answer. if I really don't know, I'm it's just your like, situation. I'm not sure. It's not an answer. Like okay. if a math teacher asks you what's two plus two, and you say I don't know, I'm uncertain. She right. won't say, okay, uncertain. That's correct. Right, it's it's not an because answer. there is an answer. Is just an you answer. personally are uncertain you don't know. about it, but gotcha. you not knowing it is not an answer. That's a gotcha. situation. So it's a position. It's a position. Gotcha. It's a situation. Okay. It's an admission of defeat. Okay, so right? I'm I'm in limbo status, and You're I've been in limbo, limbo status. status. I, right. I'm okay with that. And that's an important thing to understand: is like you can't rest upon uh, your uncertainty right. as a position of truth. Because it's not. It's not a position of truth. It's a position of, I don't know what the truth is. Gotcha. I, that makes a little bit more sense. And, that, you know, and that, and we, we talked about this in the last season, but where my position or status is, I, I, this, and this applies to almost everything. You're influenced normally and have a stance normally. I say normally because people sometimes change their view just to fit in. But there's two, two things that create your stance or where you're at. Is your environment and your experience. Sometimes one outweighs the other. Hopefully both do it. So I think if someone just has an experience where they just don't have a close relationship on a spiritual level, whether it's God or people or religion itself, because of their experience in life, or maybe on top of that, their environment was it just wasn't an important thing in their family, or maybe their folks were atheist or just hated, you know, whatever, you know, it, it, someone could be, could have been molested or something by a religious figurehead 
or a parent or something. I mean, there's there's millions of options there. So I think between environment and experience, someone is allowed to be kind of like they they can base their answer on that. But like you said, when people are like trying to compare physical evidence versus whatever, and they're like, nope, I I know it for a fact. This is not true, or this is true. That I think people that base it on experience and their environment, you can't necessarily necessarily say they're wrong. I mean, yeah, there's an answer. I'm sure in the grand scheme of things, one's right, one's wrong. But to tell a person that they are wrong based on their experience and their environment, it's almost kind of the card of they don't really know any better or they don't know anything else. Right. Right. So like perspective. Yeah. yeah. Basically, Mm -hmm. like you can look at something and say it's one thing and then you change your perspective and you realize, well, maybe it's something else like the blind man and, and an elephant. You bring a blind man to an elephant and he says an elephant is a very long and narrow um hose like thing and that's what an elephant is and of course that was actually on my tinder description so <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so that's his description of an elephant based mm-hmm. on what he's experienced of an elephant and then if you look you know touch a different part of the elephant you you get a different picture right so you're limited by the perspective that you have so if you're judging something just simply from your perspective then you're going to get an incomplete picture. You right, have yeah. to look at all the different things that you have available to you. And in this case, you'd have, there's not much way in physical evidence, but there's, I guess, some that could be argued. Uh, right. But I think largely you're looking at, you know, does it, does the argument stand up under its own weight? Does it, is it logical or right. can it be disproven just out of, you know, logic that doesn't give you the answer, but it tells you whether the answer is a sound answer. Well, it gives you, it gives you're a little bit more informed about that topic, right? You know, and experience could be speaking to someone else. Uh, same thing with the environment. Maybe surrounding yourself with people that aren't 100 percent like minded like you. You know, it's good to it's right. good to broaden your range. If you're going to be an atheist, you only hang around with atheists. I guess that's okay. That's your thing. But like myself. I'm I'm very fortunate that I've got friends in all walks of life. I can speak to someone, speak to you about Christianity. You know, I've got atheist friends, fellow agnostic friends, black, white, Hispanic, whatever. Like all walks of life is good to round out your perspective. You don't have to agree with people, especially now with the political climate we're in. The ridiculous, absurd stuff I read right. on Facebook or Instagram or in the news, and then people try to throw in religion with it. You're like, oh my goodness. Please stop. <laughs> Politics is a great example of, of reasoning and religion in the same right. way. Because, you know, why are you a Republican or a Democrat? Because you can find people on both sides that would completely disagree with e- each other, and they're both mm. intelligent people. Right. So how do two different intelligent people arrive at completely two different points of view? And they come into something like a current topic, like impeachment of the president or something like that. And they'll have completely separate points of view, Mm -hmm. even though they're experiencing it in the same way. Right. So how does that happen? Who's right and who's wrong? With politics, you have to question yourself on, okay, how much of this is my thought based upon the color of my skin the location in which I live in, how much of it is sociological or your uh, environment, my environment, your how much does that, yeah. and with pol- uh, political and, and religion, they both feed sociological things feed in very heavily oh, yeah. into 
how you interpret the world. And like, if I was born in Papua New Guinea on the Snake River, would I think that God is what I believe in all these tribal religions? Because that's my only real experience. Correct. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe I would. I could tell you that I would if I didn't question myself. If I didn't ask what else is out there and why do those other people believe in other things other than me and do those arguments, are those arguments more sound than mine? If I'm limited in my information, I can't make a solid decision. Right. And then if I'm limited in my openness in looking at that other information and evaluating it with an open mind, then I, I'm stuck in my position. If you a, a, were born a German, you were 20 in 1938 or whatever, mm -hmm. would you have followed Hitler? How do you know whether you would have done that or not? Because if you were in Germany and that was your experience, yeah, then the environment most likely, was a different than like, now. Yeah. like you judge Nazis, you know, being the worst people on the face of the planet. But, you know, the reality is if you were put in that same situation, are you so sure that you wouldn't have done exactly the same things? Maybe you would, maybe you wouldn't have. But the only ways to know that you would or wouldn't have is the kind of personality that you have and how discerning are you and do you take things just based on your social situation or do you look outside of your social situation and see, okay, do these arguments stand up to logical scrutiny? What do other people say that disagree with me and are their arguments sound? What's sound about their arguments? What isn't? You know, why do they believe what they believe? Well, of course, and, all those folks, all the Nazis or the, the sympathizers and so on, obviously they believe that in the moment. But you're right. That's kind of like what we've been saying this entire time is that during that moment, their environment and their experience was, this isn't that bad. This is what we're supposed to be doing. Clearly, yeah, they, 60, they 70, 80 years it. later, we're like, that is, that is one of the most horrendous things in world history, in right. human history. Of course, now we look at it like, that wasn't so great. So same thing can be applied, like you said, to what we're talking I about. I think it's you know? extremely important to look through it that way because if if so many people could have been dead, so dead wrong about things and have killed people by the thousands uh, because they were told to because it fit within their worldview and their sociological uh, view of, Hello, of, crusades. of things. Yeah. I mean, all these different things that happen throughout time, like millions of Germans died for their belief. I mean, think about that. They were so convinced that they were willing to go die to make sure that Hitler could rule the world. And uh, How about the six the million Jews? plus that die at their hands, believing possibly believing in a God? Like, what kind of God does that? That's an argument. Well, they didn't die because they believed in or something. They well, no, they didn't die. Well, I mean, that's kind of why they died because someone else didn't like what they were and what they well, that's believed. Not, yeah, yeah, but I mean. they didn't die because they believed in a certain theological rules. They were killed because they belonged to uh, the Jewish race. Well, no, I know I understand, but I'm saying they, 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 but those people, you can't say all six million plus people didn't believe in a God. I was kind of doing an offshoot there. Yeah. That I feel it's horrible. Those people probably put faith in something. Well, and here they are getting. Like, what was there to protect them? Their faith obviously didn't do squat at that point. Well, the Germans, I mean, you think about that. Okay, so I'm a Christian, right? Most of these Germans were Christian. Yeah. yeah so, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, if the dichotomy on this same... is, is, is like absurdly comical. Like, right. it's just, it's ridiculous. So, does that mean that I'm wrong because they were wrong? 
Or does that mean that they just happened to be wrong? They weren't wrong because they were Christians. They happened to be Christians and they were wrong. And there's a big In the difference. eyes of other and, people, yeah. Yeah, and there's a huge difference in that. But uh, it's, like I said, you know, it's very important to whatever your belief, whether you're an atheist or agnostic or a theist or whatever, mm -hmm. or Republican or Democrat or right. for that matter, how much are you able to separate yourself from your personal experiences and just judge something on the merits of the arguments and then go look and see what the opposing view says about it and judge it on its merits and not have your biases uh, right, right, right. Uh, influence your decisions. Yeah, and I, you're right. Like I did a little quick offshoot there. It's like I knew that the Germans, were, a lot of them were Christians, and here they are killing people. It's like how is that because they're something they don't supposedly agree with because someone else told them you shouldn't agree with it. And you got two parties, one the victim, one the predator. They both believe in something greater than themselves. And it's like, what was there to stop it? That's just not, that's probably another discussion, another offshoot. Yeah. I just was like, that's just, it's crap because it's not crap. It's, it's perfect what we're talking about. Like I was stating, I've said a few times already that their environment was like, this is what we're supposed to be doing. And then, of course, yeah. years, decades later, we're like, no, <laughs> that was astronomically wrong. Yeah. I, I think we probably should cut it off here for uh, this episode, and then we can start off uh, with the next one. Okay. Um, we'll do part two next, next episode. Thanks for listening, and uh, we appreciate your feedback. Have a good day. Love you. Love you. <laughs>